Hey Trojan fans, it's time to get into the huddle with the Peristyle Podcast. The Peristyle Podcast is your weekly ticket to USC football and recruiting news. Don't forget, you can download the podcast 24-7 at our website, peristylepodcast.com. And now, here's the host of the Peristyle Podcast, uscfootball.com publisher, Ryan Abraham. Hello, Trojan fans. Welcome to the Peristyle Podcast on a Monday. It's game week. USC and Arizona State will be this weekend, Saturday, November 7th at 9 a.m. We're going to talk to Coach Harvey Hyde about that game and about some other things. We've got some questions. We're also going to talk some name, image, and likeness a little bit later on in the show. But if you have any questions or comments, podcast at USC Football. Dot com, or you could give us a call or a text at 424-254-9141. would be love for you to go on your Apple podcasting app and leave us a five-star rating, positive review, any kind of comments, feedback, suggestions, any kind of questions you have for us on the show, we'll bump you up to the top of the list. We do appreciate you listening, and we do appreciate you sharing it with your friends. Let them know, hey, USC football is back, and the Parastyle Podcast is going into our 13th season covering the team, and Coach Harvey Hyde's been there all along the way. Welcome in, Coach. How you doing? Hey, you know, I'm doing pretty good. It's game week. You know, uh, the hay's in the barn, and it's time to find out just how good we are. I'm not sure. You're not sure. The opponent, I don't know what they're thinking about. But I tell you, it's nerve-wracking, and you can't wait till kickoff, Ryan. You cannot wait until kickoff. You're exactly right. And it's just been so long, this really, really long offseason. Now we actually have college football in the Pac-12 to talk about, and the game is going to be against uh, Arizona State. I did a quick uh, game preview. We're going to have more extensive previews going up uh, on the site all throughout this week. We'll have a podcast where I talk with uh, Chris Cartman from Sun Devil Source about the uh, Arizona State Sun Devils, but it's, you know, everyone knows it's a 9 a.m. Fox Big Noon kickoff, the big opener, so the first time the team's playing at nine in the morning. Uh, Arizona State is coming in. There was less health restrictions, Coach, uh, in in the state of Arizona, so they were able to do more on field work. Uh, not necessarily tackling and things like that, but you know the the kind of Thursday practice walkthrough stuff that helps a team that's you know coming in with two new coordinators, and that's exactly uh, where Arizona State uh, is. You know, talking about a team that had. Uh, some changes, you know, now you have Marvin Lewis and Antonio Pierce uh, running the defense and Zach Hill, they bring in from Boise State running the offense. But having that extra practice time, I think, will help because they w- were able to do a lot more in-person install than like what USC was able to do on the defensive side of the ball. But of course, USC has the offensive coordinator and that offense all coming back. Um, ASU did lose some some key people uh, from from last year, you know, Brandon Ayuk, you know, Benjamin, guys like that. Um, but the pretty good defense coming back. Um, you know, I, you, you love, uh, what you have and, uh, Jaden Daniels as the, uh, star quarterback, who's coming back a true sophomore like Keaton Slovis. But coach, before we get into some of the prep stuff, I wanted to get your overall thoughts on this opener against Arizona state. Well, I think it's a huge opener for both programs. I really do both recruit Southern California very heavily. Uh, Herm Edwards has really uh, turned it around and now has made some changes in his coordinator. Eight and five was not good enough as far as the Sun Devils and what he thought. So he changed both sides of the, 
the ball. I think you got some excellent people. Uh, you really don't know what to expect as far as from Arizona State now because you've got a new coordinator. He's come in to bold, uh, mold an offense around uh, uh, Daniels, and you've got a defense that you're not sure what they're going to run, so you've got to be ready for everything. And uh, and when you practice, you get tired of hitting yourself, and you think you're pretty good. We're pretty good. We're pretty good, but pretty good. But how do you know if you're pretty good? But you've been hitting yourself. Maybe you're both uh, sides of the football not very good. Or maybe you're really great. So, and that's the same way both coaches are feeling, I think, right now. They're tired of seeing each other. They want to hit. They want to find out what's going on. And this game is so huge for both programs because there's no question that the schedule has been set up for one of these two teams to be in the Pac-12 championship game. There's, there's no other way that it can happen. So that's for television. That's for revenue. And that's a whole package. So I would say for USC, it's a must win. And I would say for Arizona State, it's a must win. As far as the battle of the borders, what's been going on. And uh, uh, I, I would think that are they prepared? Are they ready for each other? You're not going to see what you think you're always going to see. So you better re- be ready to adapt. You got to be ready. And uh, this is going to be a big test for Clay Helton. You could argue it's the most important game on the schedule certainly could determine the winner of the Pac-12 South. And preparing for the game, Coach, uh, we got to hear from USC football head coach Clay Helton on Monday morning. And our shotgun Spratling asked Coach Helton about why they didn't uh, scrimmage over the weekend. And so they held like a kind of a walkthrough, I guess, in the Coliseum where you woke up at the same time, you get tested just like it would be a week uh, from Saturday on the game day against Arizona State. But it was sort of like a, you know, a, a walkthrough as opposed to a scrimmage where they you know did an actual kind of game. They ran through all different phases of of the game, but it wasn't a full contact uh, type of situation. And Clay Helton talked about because of the election on Tuesday and the players getting the day off, they sort of moved the schedule around a little bit and they had a padded practice on uh, Sunday, and then also they're going to on Monday, which is today, the day we're recording this, because they're going to have um, Tuesday off. So he said they didn't want to put too many of those padded practices in a row, having something on Saturday. But I wanted to get your thoughts uh, on that, because I know some people saw some photos and there weren't full pads going on on, on Saturday, and I, I think it, it made some of the people concerned. Yeah, it made me concerned, I'll tell you, because you have to go through all the mock things you're talking about, but you can do it in full uniform, and you can do it at the same time, do some hitting. Pretty hard to turn it off and turn it on. You're a week away from a game, you should get out there and keep the tempo and get after it. You you don't have really an injury problem. You've got a lot of people coming back, and like I've always said, if someone gets hurt, there's 80 people that got better, Okay. So you got to look at it that way. Now you always close your close your eyes and you hope it never happens, but you got to do it. You got to get better. You've got to, you kiss can't. If you practice hard, you play hard. If you practice soft, you're going to play soft because it just goes together. So I just think that really uh, you should have stayed in a regular routine. I don't know why they need a whole day to vote. I I think they're voting across the street or going somewhere. Put everybody in a bus and take them and let them vote. I don't think you need 24 hours to vote. I don't know. The last time I went, I didn't. So uh, I, I don't agree with that, but that's a university, and a lot of people are doing that. I think voting is something that you're going to have to learn to do when you get a job someday. I don't know if your boss is going to give you the day off to go vote. So I think you're not 
teaching them anything. They're either going to vote or want to vote or they're not going to vote. So I would have thought uh, I would have kept it in a regular routine, a regular routine, game week, getting ready for the game, get up early, go through everything, go through all the mock you talk about, offense on the field, defense, field goal, two-minute drill, punt team, and all the different things, and uh, make sure everyone's on the field and getting all that done like you're going to have to do next Saturday, and uh, then hit it. you got to hit some of those things, man, and get it on film. It's your last week of teaching. You can't crank it down, and the pads aren't that heavy, and as John McKay used to say, the ball's not that heavy, so that's why I don't mind letting my tailbacks carry the ball that much. So I didn't agree with that, but I'm not the head football coach, but uh, I hope the team's ready to get after it, because I know ASU is. Yeah, they're uh, they're definitely got to be ready to get after it. We've seen some slow starts in the past, Coach, and that's a concern, especially with the 9 a.m., uh, you know, start. It's funny. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown this morning talked about as long as he's up, he's fine. He's like, he didn't care what time the game was. So they seem to be uh, dealing with, okay, Keen Slovis was sort of the same uh, as far as thinking about that. But, um, you know, getting ready for the game uh, this weekend, coach, there was an announcement late last week, and we put some stories up on uscfootball.com where they, uh, you know, USC, you know, has a partner. Uh, Boulevard Studios, where they're going to sort of like a, a an avenue into name, image, and likeness. And like I mentioned later on the show, uh, I'm going to have Jim uh, Caval on. He's the CEO of Influencer, and it's a pro, it's a company that USC is working with to help with social media and name, image, and likeness. But there's also this this production studio, uh, and they put this highly produced video out last week. Uh, on, I believe it was on Thursday. And then on Friday, uh, it was taken down or Wednesday, Thursday, it was, it was late last week. And, uh, they had to take the the video down and Mike bone released a statement uh, about taking that, uh, video down that it wasn't in, you know, with the, the current pandemic situation and all that, it was, it wasn't very, they, you know, they were insensitive towards some things and it really upset a lot of people that they had to take it down. Some people didn't like the video to begin with. So there was, it was kind of a weird 24 hours there of what's going on with this uh, video. I mean, I think just having high video production is good. Maybe for someone like me or you, maybe it didn't, you know, watching that video doesn't re- didn't resonate, but it seemed to resonate with, you know, the 16, 17 year olds. And that's who you're really targeting this towards. You want to think that if a recruit says, Hey, I'm going to go to USC because they're going to market me better. They're going to get me more uh, opportunities with name, image, and likeness. And, uh, you know, so, and which, you know, our, our guests later on, will uh, we'll talk about that a little bit, but, um, interesting to see what you thought about that coach, because it was, a it was just weird the way it came out. They were, you know, promoting it the day before, and we weren't sure what they were talking about. I think it was on Wednesday, they were promoting it. And then Thursday it came out and it was taken down. So what, what were your thoughts on that coach? Well, you know, I love you, Ryan. But I got to go against you. I, I don't think that's getting ready for game week. I don't think that's uh, putting your head where it's supposed to be as far as releasing something like that when you're having in your opening game. I think uh, you're promoting a softness. Come to USC and we're going to party all the time. Uh, all this and that and what Hollywood's about and the mountains and the oceans. That's fine. They can they can look it up in the in the book or take a, a trip out here, whatever. I I would like to see a video sent out of all the Heisman Trophy winners, the number of times they've gone to the Rose Bowl, the number of times they won the national championship and Pac-12 championship, the number of first-round draft choices they have, draft choices they have, the academic 
power of the university, the family feeling of come to USC and be an SC person all your life. I mean, you know, they closed down these party houses. I mean, uh, you read it in the newspaper. I mean, what's this all about? I mean, to me, that's not the way you're going to get real good football players. You're going to get real good football players and academic people by wanting to come to a university that gives you what you want. And if you want a party, I don't want you. I mean, if that turned you on and you want to come to USC, I'll take the athlete from the farm or I'll take the athlete that's from the city that wants to come and get a great education and wants to produce and wants to become a success, not be a partier. And uh, I just didn't like it. I'm glad they pulled it down. And if you look on the credits, there's a lot of people on that credit. Mike Bones on the credit, too, so he knew about it. Clay Helton's in it, so he knew about it. It's not like they didn't know it was going to happen. So if you think that's what's going to get you great athletes, then you know what? My kid's going to go somewhere else. Yeah, it's. I, I mean, I do think it works for a lot of the – I mean, obviously not everybody, but it's going to work for a lot of the young people, and they're, you seem to you know going in this direction. But it was a little like – is this the time you want this to come out now? Um, you know, it, like you said, it's the week before the game. And then obviously having to pull it down, that's not a good look either. So I, it, it you know, I, I think you could say their heart was in the right place, maybe coach, but the execution wasn't, uh, wasn't, wasn't amazing, obviously. Well, you know, I'll, I'll go to this statement. I'll say this: you got to have leadership. You got to think about what you're doing at the right time. And that the timing was completely wrong. Uh, the images were completely wrong. Uh, all of that was completely wrong. And uh, you got to think of what the university stands for. And like I said, all the things you want in there, highlights of Rose Bowl games, how many players in the Rose Bowl Hall of Fame, how the Rose Bowl is uh, the uh, USC's played in the Rose Bowl more than any other team. I mean, you don't think that's good recruiting material? And how many people are, are in uh, the uh, College Football Hall of Fame? I would think that every great football player wants to know the history of that, not about partying. You can party anywhere, okay? Like I used to tell parents that uh, when I was the head coach at UNLV, I said, you come, you let your son come to Vegas. Remember, we have as many churches as you do wherever you live. If you haven't taught your son now exactly the difference between right and wrong, he's doing it wherever you live. He's got to know what common sense is all about and why he's going to college and what he gets out of college and don't screw it up. And I'll be your parent at campus. And the first time he screws up, I'm not covering up. He's coming in my office. I'm calling you as a parent or grandma or whoever raised this kid. And I'm going to say, okay, we're going to call and tell him what you did because I told them I'm not going to cover up anything. That's what I call is a true, honest, dedicated academic uh, program for you academically and athletically we're going to call no matter what yeah all right coach well let, why don't we um we're looking forward to this game let's take, got to what i met there huh? yeah you got it well let's take right on didn't you <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a quick break and we'll come back and uh go to some questions This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. All right, we're back here on the Peristyle Podcast. we got the Coach Harvey Hyde. And, Co- Coach, we have a voicemail question from our buddy Curtis. Here you go. Hi, Curtis from Moreno Valley. This is for the Coach and Ryan. I want to continue talking about no excuses this year for our team and anybody else that we come uh, to play against. No Alabama on the schedule. No Notre Dame on the schedule. No Oregon on the schedule until the championship game if we get there. We're favored in every game. One loss for this USC team is a failure. Curtis from Moreno Valley. Well, Curtis, I want to thank you for calling in every week and giving us a topic to talk about, but we love answering your questions. My feeling is that this opening game against Arizona State, all I've heard is hype since the Holiday Bowl, hype about the new staff, hype about recruiting, hype about how everybody's getting physical, that we're really physically too tough. We can't practice on Saturday because we're, we've been just too tough. We're doing too much. All of these things. So people are getting to say, you better win on Saturday. You better win. You're getting having a great recruiting year. Everything's going well. You're saying how great everything is. Everybody will have the greatest quarterback. He should be in the Heisman Trophy race. We've got the greatest receivers in the country. We've got the greatest defensive coaches in the country. we got all this. Okay, I'll buy it. Now let's put it into a package in a huddle and let's take it into the Coliseum and don't talk it. Let's walk it. Let's do it. And I'll tell you what, uh, I would think that if USC doesn't have a great, great game. Now, winning the game is the number one thing, but looks polished. No delayed games. Not a lot of penalties. Uh, all the things that are necessary to look like Trojans. That craziness coming onto the field. Craziness celebrating. Get celebrating uh, penalties no matter what the score is. If they can go out and have a clean football game and get a nice victory, I think the USC fans and the country, because this is on national TV, will say, hey, you know what? The Trojans are back. This is what I'd tell my team. And I'd say, if we don't win this game, in my mind and my staff, how are you going to take the next game going on the road? You play Arizona, you're going to be flat. You should beat Arizona. The rest of your schedule, if you win this game, you've got two teams that were picked last in your division, Arizona and Washington State. How can they set up the schedule any better than for you? And then, of course, you've got Utah, which will be a good row game, and uh, and you'll be able to keep your intensity up and get it done. But Colorado, is are they supposed to give you uh, the uh, – uh, the, the beating? No, no one is. So this game is so huge that the fan support, the media has been great. It's because we've been believing everything that they're saying. So now we want to see. 
I just want to see. I only saw one day of practice, and that was the day you were there. Everybody was there, one day of spring practice. So let's see what happens now. It's not time to talk. It's time to play. You know, Curtis is our resident optimist, but he's exactly right on this. USC should be undefeated, barring some sort of like, you know, Keen Slovis got COVID or whatever. I mean, something like that, obviously, or if the whole offensive line is is out for things. Uh, so, but barring anything crazy like that, yeah, I think this team should be undefeated. I mean, Washington State just announced their starting quarterback, true freshman from Hawaii, comes out to the Palouse and uh, boom, he's going to be your starter. Uh, who's the starter in Colorado? A guy that was in the transfer portal that was playing safety last year. I mean, you got new coaches in Washington State, new coaches at um, you know, at, at Colorado. So, you know, are you going to say you should lose those games? You're going to lose to UCLA. You're going to lose to to Arizona that's scrambling and, you know, basically has walk-ons on defense right now. There's really two real games on the schedule, and it's the opener, ASU, and, you know, at Utah. And Utah's lost a significant amount of their production from last year. And that's a team USC handled uh, with the third-string quarterback. So, Yes, I think the expectations, Curtis, are this team needs to be undefeated. It's you've lopped off the hardest part of the schedule. If the schedule was in two halves and the 2.0 version of the schedule and the three-point version schedule that you've got now, if you had to cut it in half, you took the hard half and threw it away, and you have the easy half left. Not that it's all easy, but the easier half of the schedule is left. So this team that is the most talented in the Pac-12 should be undefeated, barring some kind of crazy thing, like I said. So I, Curtis is usually kind of like, I'm not going to say giving excuses, but he's going to take a you know a rosy look at things. But he's exactly right on this one, Coach. This team should be undefeated. Well, there's no question. you got to play each game one at a time. But if I was to vote now and uh, vote for who I think should win the Pac-12 South, I would say USC. And who should win the North? I'd say Oregon. And let's get it on. But guys, let me tell you something. This first game, if you don't win this first game, don't even talk about that other stuff. So it's one game at a time, and you better have it together, and you better stay serious. And if you've been physical, stay physical. Stay emotional. Get ready to go. I still don't understand having the day off all day to vote. I I don't know. I don't have the whole day off to vote. Do you, Ryan? Do you have the whole day off to go vote? How long does it take you to vote? I, I don't have the whole day. And there was actually, I saw some concern on Twitter about that, Coach, where I think the Washington Huskies, they reported 100% uh, voter registration for the football team and 90% of them already voted. I think in this day, and it, we're seeing so many people vote early, I, I it, maybe the day off is more of a, you know, just a kind of a show of how important that day is. But yeah, I think you could get your 100% of your team to vote the, you know, before uh, you know, Tuesday, and then you wouldn't have to take the day off and you could still have your full pad of practice. But I mean, I don't have an issue if you want to do something like that, but I think there's ways around that they could have got, still got everyone to vote. And if they had to have a practice or whatever that day, they could still do that. Well, I agree. I don't know if they still teach history and the constitution in college any longer. I don't know if they teach those, but that's something I think that should be taught and people should know that before even coming to college. So uh, I think you're, uh, if you're in college and you pass the entrance exam and you have the grades, I would think that at this time of your life, you ought to know it's important to vote, okay? You don't have to be told to go vote. You have to know that. And I'm on this because uh, it's game week and it's important. And you're not going to have somebody telling you to do that when you're through with football and school. It's part of your routine. It's part of what you do for your country and yourself and your beliefs 
That's one thing we have. We're able to vote. And I, I don't know. Uh, that just, I mean, I'm going to get off that right now because I know a lot of people out there might not believe in what I'm saying or talking about. But if you get the whole day off, whatever you're doing, man, congratulations. And make sure you say thank you to your boss. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go to the next question, Coach. Um, man, our boy, uh, Sergeant Rodney Strong at Fort Lewis, Washington, just isn't real happy. We, we addressed some of his concerns before. He says, hello, gang. It's finally game week. And as excited as I am to hear more about USC football, I'm not excited about seeing a Clay Helton-led team. I know the exterior looks different, but the inside is still ran poorly. Do you guys get a, a sense that the fan base is just not buying into the team this season and that they st should still feel upset about having another year with Clay Helton? I know we have to face our reality, but man, it's just a sour taste knowing Clay is back. I'm at least very happy to hear from you guys and get updates. Thanks for all you do, Sergeant Rodney Strong. Well, I tell you, uh, the, you know, USC's football program is a little different than some football programs. It's more casual. I mean, uh, when I hear people interviewing him or talking to him, it's not Coach Helton, it's Clay. And I think that's been sort of allowed. If it's allowed by the Sports Information Department or wherever, you know, you're sometimes uh, told, please call him Coach Helton for respect. I don't know if the players call him Clay and John and all their coaches' first names, but I think there's a, a respect that you have that goes through your entire program with that. I know if I see my high school coach or my college coach, I say, Coach, how are you? And when I see Coach Helton, I say, Coach, how are you? And, uh, and he calls me Coach. It's sort of that thing that's there when I go to the doctor's office. I know, how are you doing, Mark? Now I say, hey, Dr. Lee, how are you? Or so-and-so on you, you know? And sometimes they'll say, oh, you can call me Joe or whatever. And I'll say, no, I don't feel comfortable doing that. So there's a little bit of that in between there that I think that what the sergeant is saying is in the military, when you have a rank or whatever you are, you respect that rank. You've worked hard to get that rank. And if you're a general, Sarge there will go up and salute him like he's never saluted anybody before for that respect, which is the same thing as a, a head football coach at university. And it's the same thing with a PFC like I was in the service, goes up to the sergeant. I don't say maybe or I'll do it later. I know who he is or I'm going to be on KP. In the old days, that was something that you had a lot of things or extra guard duty, whatever, which gave me a lot of discipline. And I think a lot of our young people today and a lot of people do not have that discipline. They've never served in the service. They've never come up and understand what it's all about. I always thought the service was great for me. I tell you, it saved my life because I decided I wanted to go to college after that. But I think there's a little bit of that. I don't think you call the players call Nick, Nick Saban, or the interviews uh, that when the reporters today that they say probably coach, not, hey, Nick. What do you think? I think there's a different level of what you call of of uh, discipline and casualness. So I think the sergeant is seeing that, okay? And I don't think being in the military like he's been, he respects rank. And if that's what you're talking about, Sarge, then I see what you're talking about. And if I'm not talking about or answering your question, I always try to answer your guys' questions properly i apologize but i think that's what i'm trying to say for the sarge well coach uh, he's just not excited about the team because he doesn't like clay helton as a head coach i don't think it's about the respect it's just really he doesn't want clay helton to be the head coach and no matter what happens 
everything. Yeah, we've we've got emails from him before where it's just like you could win the game, you know, and like oh USC beat Arizona State, and he'll write and be like, well, but Clay Helton's still the head coach, and there's there's a lot of fans that are like that. Yeah, yeah. But the problem is, guys, it's like I get it, like, but there's really no changing that right now. You got a season of football starting this weekend. You like football. You like USC football. I hope you can get excited about it and and watch some exciting games and some great players and that stuff. The coaching stuff will figure itself out. If the team underperforms, there's going to eventually be a change. But at this point, I mean, I I get it. I get you're not happy with who the head coach is, but at some point you just have to say, all right, well, that's the way it is right now. Doesn't mean you have to like it or whatever, but it, at some point you still want to enjoy USC football. It just sounds like he's having a hard time enjoying that just because he doesn't like the coach that much. That's right, and it's the same thing when you go back to the uh, service part of it. You didn't like Sarge every assignment you got either, but you went along with it, respected it. And right now, Coach Clay Helton is the head football coach at USC, and if you're a true Trojan, you're going to cheer for them to win, not cheer for them to lose to get rid of somebody. So you've got kids and family members and recruiting coming up and all of that. Ryan, I agree with you 100%. You've got to get it done. You don't have to always be in love with everybody, but you've got to support your family member. And if you're a Trojan fan, you've got to go along with that. So, Sarge, you know I love you because you served in the service force. And, uh, but on this, you've got to give it a break, okay? All right. We got one last one. It's from our friend Joan and uh, talking about uh, Jack Sears. So I don't know if you saw over the weekend, but Boise State uh, beat Air Force uh, 49 49- to 30 and Jack Sears uh, was the starting quarterback. And Joan says, uh, Joan from Dana Point, first, I want to congratulate Jack Sears on his debut at Boise State. He rocked 17 to 20 for 280 yards and three touchdowns. Coach, you called his success. I'm glad Sears found a spot. Also, Coach, I have to commend you on repeatedly focusing in the podcast on your coaching philosophy regarding discipline, culture, and relentless effort. You made no bones about what leads to success on the field. You have the same culture and philosophy that I read in John Wooden's book. I also listened to Urban Meyer on Big Noon Kickoff and a few podcasts he's been the guest on. Attention to detail, relentless effort, and practice how you play are bedrocks of each of you. Uh, it isn't a surprise that your philosophy and theirs have led to winning cultures. I hope our assistant coaches combine to create this culture in our Trojans this year Clay Hilton's teams have lacked in all areas thus far, so this would be a welcome change. Thanks again for all you guys do. I know we're all excited for the se- to see the season start. That's from Joan. Well, thank you, Joan, <clears throat> very much. It's just uh, a philosophy. Everybody's got a different philosophy of, of winning. Everybody's got their way of winning. But uh, uh, And you come up with a certain philosophy. It starts when I grew up. As far as I had to be home at 10, if I wasn't home, my dad came looking for me. Or my mother, you know, or she used to chase me around the dining room table with a stick. And she says, when I catch you, it's going to be worse. So I had to stop. And uh, uh, later on in my life, I thanked them because I needed that in my life. As far as knowing that I don't make up my mind on all the different certain things I have to do. And, and I've sort of tried to take that discipline and effort. My mom and dad worked all their lives. They never had a day off. They worked seven days a week uh, so that I could go to college. And thank goodness I was able to go to college on a, on a scholarship. But uh, everybody's got an opportunity. And if you get that opportunity, don't screw it up. It is my job as a coach, as a teacher, 
to motivate them to reach their parents and their goals. Someday they'll thank you. I know that uh, I got a lot of spankings, and uh, I deserved every single one of them. And, you know, there was some. I want you to know, Ryan, there was some I'd have got a worse spanking for. I didn't get caught, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so everybody's got to learn what you do and the effort you give and so on. But I thank you, Joan, very much for that. And I'll continue doing and saying uh, and trying to answer your questions. You don't have to agree with me, everybody out there, but that's that's the way I've learned to do it. And there's no easy way. Anything you get easily, it wasn't worth it, okay? Anything you have to work for, you appreciate more. So that's just my philosophy. All right, Coach, great stuff. Uh, we appreciate uh, your time again and looking forward to this weekend. should be a lot of fun. Ryan, can I uh, sort of highlight a couple of shows I do? Yeah, do you of mind course. that? Uh, Nine o'clock Saturday night, I do what like they call Trojan Football Report. It's on a station in Las Vegas, uh, AM 720. That's KDWN Radio. If you want to catch that ever, when it's hot right after the game, you just go to kdwn.com and hit Listen Live. Uh, Chuck Hayes does that show with me. And then Sunday mornings on AM 830, that's the Angel Station, uh, from 10 o'clock to 11 or 10 to 12 sometimes, depending when the Raiders play, because the Raiders are on that station. Uh, I do a show uh, that's called College Football review and preview show. We talk about all the different college games and a lot about USC and other schools. So you could go, if you want to listen to it in Southern California, I'm on that station or you go to KLAA.com and hit listen live. And Ryan, I really appreciate you allowing me to get that out. And, uh, I love doing your show. And by the time we get to your show, I always got something new to talk about anyway. There's always something new coach. And yeah, we appreciate you uh, coming on and yeah, no problem promoting your shows and, Thanks again for coming on, and uh, we're going to take another quick break. I have uh, a, a little guest. We're going to let the, the coach go, and uh, Jim Caval. He's the CEO of Influencer, I-N-F-L-C-R. And we're talking about him, about USC working with his company and how they can benefit the name, image, and likeness of student-athletes going forward. So back in a minute with Jim Caval. The Rose Bowl Legacy Foundation preserves, protects, and enhances the future of the Rose Bowl Stadium as a national historic landmark. America Stadium has hosted two Olympic Games, with a third one coming in 2028, two World Cup Finals, five Super Bowls, and the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl since 1923. It is the epic center of college football and is the most iconic stadium in the world. To learn more about how you can support the Rose Bowl Stadium as it turns 100 years young, visit www.inspire, which spells inspire, 2022.org. All right, we're back here on the Peristyle Podcast. We've got Jim Caval. He's the founder and CEO of Influencer. It's I-N-F-L-C-R. It's a software platform. They work with over 800 college sports teams. They track and store and deliver photos and video content to their network of uh, hundreds of, I mean, tens of thousands of athletes. We want to talk to Jim about uh, NIL and working with the USC Athletic Department. Jim, thanks for coming on. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Sure. Uh, well, just to give people a idea of, of what Influencer is, maybe you want to give like a the, the brief uh, ele- elevator pitch for me. Yeah, so we uh, help colleges really build the brands of their student-athletes. We've been doing this since 2017 when we were founded. And the reason I started the company was simple. I'm a former student-athlete. Student-athletes and athletes in general have a ton of 
reach and audience on social media, but they aren't necessarily equipped to be their own channels and tell their stories like the fans who follow them want them to. And so in 2017, we set out to change that by launching Influencer and partnering with colleges, pro teams as well, to be able to really give them a platform where they can store all the accounts of their athletes in one place and then feed them all the content that their team staff and photographers and videographers are creating, but also external media shoots content of these athletes doing everything from practicing, playing the games, traveling, working out. And so now all that content, if you're an athlete, is available at your fingertips in real time via your influencer app. You get an alert every time new content's in there. You can share it directly to your Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat. And uh, as you mentioned, we've got, you know, right now more than 30,000 student athletes sharing content uh, almost daily, reaching about 50 million people. We powered 500,000 posts this year alone uh, on social media through our app. So it's been a lot of fun. So um, you guys signed a deal with uh, USC. How does USC work with Influencer? Like most schools, you know, they, uh, they use it to really store and deliver all the content that USC's tremendously talented content creation staff produces. So these are photographers and videographers that uh, are curating content on a daily basis around USC football, USC men's basketball, any of the sports, really, because we work with all of them at USC. And so student athletes at USC, uh, they all have the influencer app on their phone and uh, they're able to get educational content around building their brand so they can learn and really start to think about social media uh, in a way that's strategic for their, their personal brand. But also they're getting content from this, this content creation team at USC from external medias that cover them as they play and they can then use it, share it to social media. And, and even just looking at football, getting started in the Pac-12, you know, um, you know, they'll become very active as a football team using influencer, especially now that, uh, that the season's getting back going. Now, you said you started the company in 2017. There's been some change in the landscape of college football with uh, name, image, and likeness. Uh, different states have passed laws that student athletes would be able to uh, benefit and, and profit from their own name, image, and likeness. But there's also NCAA legislation that's changing. How has that kind of changed what you guys do? Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, I, I started the company uh, because I, I always felt like name, image, and likeness wasn't a matter of if, but when. Um, you know, I, I had built a completely different company. We were pretty successful, and a lot of people thought I was crazy, quite frankly, to, to sell my fitness brand that I had built at about 50 locations to start building this new thing called Influencer. But I just felt a conviction that, number one, athletes needed better from everyone around them when it came to how they are supported and doing social media and building their brand. And number two, they needed better, not just to create opportunities for the rest of their lives when it came to uh, their career, whatever they do after college, but also because eventually we're going to be able to get paid. And so here we are, this is, this is happening. And whether it's uh, a $20 gift card from a local pizza place that, that you can now take as an athlete to promote them, using your name, image, and likeness, or whether it's that big deal that everybody wants to talk about that uh, the 1% of athletes are going to be able to get with big brands. Um, it's it's going to open up a door for athletes that has never been opened up before at this age and in this uh, level of sport. And I'm, I'm real excited for us to have, you know, the daily active student athlete users on our platform already using our platform to build their brand and now be able to help them actually monetize their brand uh, at the same time. 
a couple of months ago in August, you guys uh, published a study, um, which I thought was interesting, where you went through the USC football program for 2019 and gave estimates on what those players um, could actually earn. Uh, I think it was a $680,000 annual number you came up with uh, for social media platforms like Instagram and Twitter. Uh, how does that work? And is that something that is you know appealing to colleges like, oh, we would love to know, you know what the, the estimations would be. Maybe it's a lot higher than we think it is, or maybe it's a lot lower than we think it is. Yeah, you know, listen, market values are something that continuously fluctuate, and some of it fluctuates based on um, the amount of real opportunities there are with advertising dollars. Some of it fluctuates based on the amount of candidates there are uh, for those advertisers to spend dollars with. Um, and then there's all these other variables that go into it. And so the standard really has become this, this annual earnings opportunity that in sports that athletes have as influencers um, that brands want to partner with to reach the fan base, to reach these athletes' followers. And that standard really hovers around this 80 cent per follower metric that really gives you an estimate of, of what the average um, earnings could be annually by an athlete or any influencer based on brand partnerships. Now, listen, athletes are all different levels of active on social. Some don't post at all. Some post every day. Uh, athletes play in different markets. LA is a lot different than Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Um, you know, athletes play different sports. Playing a revenue sport versus playing a non-revenue sport is going to be uh, have a variation to it. Um, and so all these things play into that metric, that 80 cent per follower number that a lot of people like to use when they assess market values. And so what we've done is really create an app that not only can athletes go there to get content shot of them so they can share it and tell their story organically or editorially without any money involved to build value and build their brand, but they can see their metrics in their influencer app. So they can see how many followers they had yesterday versus today, uh, how many followers they had last month versus this month and so on. And your followers, your other stats like engagement percentage, your posting activity, how often you post, they all translate into what we call FMV, fair market value metrics that live in the platform um, and allow athletes to see what their opportunity can be. And that's what fed the collective study we did for USC football. And I think it's something that, that more and more teams are going to be interested in, not just for their current athletes to understand their value and manage their name, image, and likeness, but especially for recruiting because a lot of recruits are going to ask the magic question around NIL that really can't be answered, especially right now without knowing what the final regulations are. And the magic question is, Hey coach, what deals are you going to get me? <laughs> and yeah. you know, you can't answer that question because number one, it's not compliant to answer that question. Number two, well, who even knows what the final rules are going to be and how it's going to work. We haven't even done our first year with the first version of those rules. And so really showing, Hey, here's the USC brand effect. And here's these three past players and student athletes who came through USC and started here with their followers and engagement on social and ended here. And here's how they're now doing at the pro level. And I'll tell you, USC's got two great stories. Michael Pittman Jr., phenomenal story, more recent. And then Juju Smith-Schuster, which is uh, another great story of two guys who took initiative starting in college, doing things beyond sport with their social platforms to show people who they are beyond the game and by doing that, they'll open themselves up, and Juju already has opened himself up to a lot of unique opportunities 
that has allowed him to make more money off the field than he has on the field as a pro. Oh. Uh, one last thing for you. I know we got to let you go. Uh, limited time here, but when you get a, if you know, when the whenever the laws are passed, whenever the you know the the regulations are put into place, you had an example in your study. You showed what Michael Pittman uh, was estimated as. I think one hundred sixteen, hundred seventeen thousand, and first round draft pick Austin Jackson was more of the eighteen thousand six hundred range, but. Do you feel like that can kind of get dialed in as you get a year or two under your belt and you actually see real numbers and kind of tweak the estimates and, and really give the the incoming student athletes a better idea of what they could potentially make? Yeah. I mean, listen, what they can potentially make will change into what they're actually making, you know, before our eyes in less than a year's time. I think that's really where the the true power of this is going to take flight and i think that right now you do have to sell on the future um but you never like to sell on the future more than you can sell on the present if you have that ability and i think that's where things will shift but right now yeah i mean that's um that's going to be the focus and that's that's what we're helping our partners do um, while also creating as many technological solutions as we can for our partners and our student athletes to actually be able to process and track transactions just as much as they're building the brands and the value of those transactions like they already are today on our platform. All right, Jim Cavalli, Caval, sorry, kept saying that wrong, uh, CEO of Influencer. So thanks so much, uh, Jim, for coming on. It was really insightful. No problem, Ryan. Thanks for having me. Okay, some interesting stuff from Jim there on name, image, and likeness. Thought I'd pass that along to all of you. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. It's game week, everybody. Uh, we've got a bunch of podcasts coming up. We're going to talk with Keely Yor on Tuesday. I'll have uh, Chris Cartman from the uh, Arizona State 24-7 sports site, uh, Sun Devil Source, on. We'll preview the game, get a Arizona State perspective of what's going on. And we got our live show uh, Wednesday night, and we'll put that up in podcast as well. That's called Tunnel Vision uh, with myself, Keely Yor, and Shotgun Spratling, which we'll do more, even more previewing of USC's opener against Arizona State. So thanks to the coach, Harvey Hyde. Thanks to Jim Caval, and thanks to all of you for listening, and we will talk to you next time. You've been listening to the Peristyle Podcast presented by uscfootball.com. Be sure to tune in next week for the latest news on Trojan football and recruiting. Don't forget, you can automatically download the podcast directly to your smartphone or tablet for free. Just click the iTunes link on peristylepodcast.com or search for Peristyle Podcast at the iTunes Music Store. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, 
There's joy in every journey.